Take the money and run. Everyone here with a brand new Stir the Pod podcast show. I'm your host, Trevor, and tonight we are joined by Andrew Burge. How are you doing tonight? What up, what up? <laughs> We're also joined by Alexander. How are you doing tonight? Yo, yo, yo. And we are here with the episode 10 recap show, and we got a little curveball tonight. We finally figure out what this format is all about. Um... Overall, first thoughts. Let's just dive right into it. Andy, overall. Let's just dive right in. I love the episode. I, wow. I was a cool fan. Like, I thought it was entertaining. There was some drama. There was some good competition, both in the daily and elimination. A little bit of politicking. Like, this checked a lot of boxes in my book. The only box that hasn't been checked, that hasn't been checked in years, is some sort of drunk debacle or some sort of hookup. But you know what? At this point, I'm okay with that box staying unchecked if you check everything else. So I'm all for it. God, Alex, thoughts on tonight? I, I, I loved it as well. I think it might have been the best of the 10 episodes that we've had so far. I was just entertained the entire time. The first uh, third of the episode, I was just kind of laughing at Puss in Boots. The middle third was just getting kind of entertained by the challenge. And, you know, there was a lot of questions that were answered. We talked about last time that the format was changed, the teams were split up, and we just had a lot of questions about how it was going to go. We got some of those answers tonight. We saw that, you know, at least for now, that's the thing with these formats is they can't do them forever because the numbers go get, you know, they dwindle so quickly. But for now, we know who gets, how they get sent into elimination. And then we also had at the end of the episode, the, you know, the weird ominous bringing back Kenny. Kenny just obviously just wants to go home to his kids and TJ keeps him there. So we have another curveball at the end that I'm sure we'll get into. And then also not really with the episode, but the next on we're getting trivia next week. We get trivia next week. So overall, I'm just, I feel like we're in a very good spot. I'm, I'm all hyped for this one tonight. Ooh. Ooh. Wow. Well, we got the chat popping. Uh, looks like Mikey the Doctor Ryan McCord both like the Redemption House. Trev, you were honestly, a little, you were a little down on it. Honestly, I got to see how it's played out. I'm not a fan of the Redemption House because you were just it in just the drags the season out so much longer. <laughs> just send these clowns home. Like, well, what about the, what about the episode? What do you think? I think the episode was solid today. I, I would probably give it like a seven six out of ten. Ooh, I think that's too low. I mean, I always say too damn high, but I'd put it in the eights. Uh, Yeah, I would say like eight, three, eight, four. Okay. I've already gave it a seven, six, so I can't change the score. Uh, I will say there was a five minute span during tonight's episode, which was a hundred. It was maybe the highest STP has ever been or excuse me, BME has ever been in their entire life. 
I could agree. Boots stuff was one of the funniest shit I've ever seen in my entire life. Uh, it never I mean, stopped. It just oh kept going and going and going. I mean, they had those little Madden gra- or Madden, excuse me, Monday Night Football graphics going. He's just popping out the little like lower third, like the versus matchup. They had like them dancing and stuff. And then, I mean, I don't know who thought it was a great idea with production to play a legit trailer in tonight's episode like it was like i thought i was at commercial for a minute like i was like what is going on well one of the best things about the trailer was teach prefaced it by puss in boots is gonna tell you what the challenge is like he prefaced that trailer like they were gonna show them what was happening nope we're just gonna show you a trailer like it had nothing to do with the challenge could you imagine if they had, and I know we're jumping ahead and we'll go back, uh, of like Puss in Boots, like two of them actually fighting on the, the cat, the the little thing, and one falls in the water and it's like all over the place. I'm getting like American Vandal vibes of like the 3D models, uh, like like stuff like that. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, let's let's quickly cover everything that happened before then because I don't think it's a lot and then we can dive right into to Puss in Boots. All right. Uh, Mikey the Doctor, can we answer Mikey the Doctor's question? What was better, Top Gun or Puss in Boots? I gotta go Puss in Boots. I mean, I mean, yeah, definitely. It was, it was an all timer. It was like a legit five minutes of Puss in Boots. The only yeah, so- negative, the only negative I'll say about Puss in Boots versus Top Gun Maverick, how did we not get a Puss in Boots themed party? Like that would have oh, been yeah. unbelievable if they were all in costume, had their little like foam swords or stuff. Yeah. And Olivia and some cheetah print. God, watch it. All right, let's dive right into tonight's episode. We'll, we'll, we'll get into that in a little bit. But um, first thing, uh, the streak. Uh, I don't know how we can justify the streak because there wasn't an elimination last week. Um, but I still believe, correct me if I'm wrong, was Fezzi the first one to walk in with Mariah? Not sure. I want to say there was a bl- it was a blonde first, but to your point, Trev, I think I think the streak takes a week off. It doesn't hit. It doesn't miss by week because, like you said, there was no elimination last week. There wasn't. So the streak I is think very we're good. I think I think yeah, the okay. streak doesn't. We don't add a number to it, but it's not over. All right, just 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 clarifying the rules. All right, so moving on, we have the first interaction of these clowns in their teams. And, I mean, I mean, you look at it, they're two different teams. You got kind of the vets and these muscle, I mean, the strength versus kind of like, like I said, the Island of Misfits Toys. It's literally just so unfair. It's the Golden State Warriors versus, um, who would it be? Golden State versus, like, like the Pelicans pre-Zion. Yes, that that's a fair, but it, but it's not even like that because I I think people are sleeping on this other team. Don't get me wrong, the strength like we talked about last episode uh, is unmatched, and it was shown tonight. But the brains, I think I like the other team better when it comes to that, and maybe next week with trivia, trivia, you know, <laughs> we'll see. You're not, you're, you're not wrong, and I kind of thought the same too. But the problem is like when you see the daily happen and we'll just kind of transition into the daily itself, but you see the daily happen and that kind of underdog Island of Misfit Toys team just gets absolutely manhandled. And then 
after the elimination, it shows the winning team and they're all standing there talking about it. And you see who's on that team. Yeah. And you're just like, how does this team lose? Like, I don't even care what it is. Yeah. Alex, anything on kind of like the team meetings? I know we hinted at it last episode, but anything else? Yeah. I think the producers are just leaning into the lopsidedness. They're really exaggerating it, how much better this team is. When I think we're all kind of saying that maybe the team that Fezzi drafted is better, but not by a ton, not by a huge margin. Uh, it's just unfortunate that, you know, that's kind of what we were saying. And then they start out very first challenge as teams and it's literally all strength and size. And so like yeah. you, you knew who was going to win. And so it was just a bad start for Mariah's team, but I think there's still plenty of challenges that they can win. That's got to be production. Just being like, we got to make sure we cover these guys to get the dub in the first one. So we, we, you know, hyping all this shit up and they actually perform because, you know, they can, they, it's not like they have, there's no way we can all say like, okay, this is episode 10. This is what the elimination is going to be or the, uh, the, the daily is going to be, you know, they're making the shit up on the floor. Oh yeah. They're probably building it, it very Qatar workers ask probably, you know, the night before trying to build these things down, but um, let, let me let me ask one question because Alex just kind of teed it up. Um, you mentioned like Mariah's team. How long do we think Fez or Fuzzy is gonna act like this is his team? Because Mariah just picked the team and it's just now their team. But Fuzzy is like, this is my team. I assembled this team. Like these are like I am the team captain. How long do you think he's gonna try to milk that? Because I could see it going on forever. Yeah, I don't I think it'll so. stop. And and one thing I noticed too was even TJ, I don't know if it was intentional or just at one point, I think it was in the guy's elimination, when he called up to ask who was going, he said, I guess he's calling him Fezzle. He was like, Fezzle, who from your team is going? As if, like you said, as if Fezzy is the team captain and makes all decisions. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, Fezzy is already kind of thinking that in his own head, and then he hears TJ say that, and it just kind of reaffirms what he's thinking. So I don't think he's going to stop that anytime soon. 100% agree. So the next thing we go into is the uh, Jordan and Tori drama. Um, just another classic foreshadowing of tonight's episode. Got a lot of that again tonight where, um, you know, it was basically – Jordan and Tori, I mean, the whole love. How do we even describe this anymore? Like, they just don't know. Like, I feel like they're just being so stupid with each other, right? Yeah, it's, it's given me, like, high school post-breakup vibes where, like, in the deliberation, Tori, you know, kind of didn't want to make eye contact with Jordan yeah. and wanted to, you know, when they were in the kitchen together, Anissa's making her big meal. They didn't want to say, you know, anything to each other. And it's just, you know, I, I hope we, I hope it's a storyline every episode. Tonight's storyline kind of sucked because it wasn't explosive, but I'm hoping that it continues on. Yeah, absolutely agree. So besides, before we go into the daily challenge, uh, Mikey the Doctor brings up a good point. Why was Fezzi wearing, un, uh, wearing like the mitts, the oven mitts <laughs> during the team meeting when he was kind of, like Andy said, the head of the table, he acted like he was, it was my team, not his team or her team or anything like that. It was mine with the mitts on. I couldn't take him serious. You can't. Here's the thing. If you ask a question that starts with why and then it's about fuzzy, 
you just you can't you got to stop the question you can't ask why that clown does anything yeah that's my two cents but he's an introvert and very humble uh so let's go right in the daily challenge uh and then the first thing with the daily challenge i don't know what else we want to talk about with puss in boots but i could spend another five minutes just talking how awesome of a scene that was uh something i was definitely not expecting you could have lined up probably 50 movies that were coming out this year and told me the challenge has one of these movies as a sponsor puss in boots was not on my radar so when i saw him jumping out or whatever with his little sword and hat yeah i was full smirk so how, how many oh go ahead go ahead so how many with puss in boots in the challenge how many unique parts were there to it because it starts with tj saying like you know this challenge is going to be sponsored by so that's number one and then the they went to uh, what was his name Antonio, Antonio Banderas. Banderas, right? They yeah. go to him, and I I, I thought it was going to stop there, and he kind of does an intro into the trailer, so that's another like a uh, thirty second trailer that they do. They come back, now they're back at the challenge, and there's probably uh, a minute of like the slideshow of all the people with their cats, and then maybe another miscellaneous minute or so of people like talking about you know i'm gonna be like you know they're talking about shrek and everything so and then finally they cut away to the big giant fucking cartoon cat it seemed like they had to be done and then they just show you know big puss in boots like you know doing his sword thing and then i think finally tj is able to explain us the rules god so what was that don't wait also don't forget they also had the lower third at the end so add another one. So was that seven? True. Was that seven? And then you could even add a bonus for the, the, the post-challenge winners get to see the premiere. Wow. First off, at the end of the day, we should be asking ourselves, who's paying for this shit for this? Like, why is this a sponsorship for the challenge? Like, like if I'm promoting a movie like Puss in Boots, probably what? And it's like Shrek? Your target audience is what? Seven to 15? Pushing it, maybe, maybe a little before that, five to 15. Why are you showing this during the challenge? <laughs> like you're telling me, I hope no seven to 15 year olds are watching this show on the daily. Maybe 15 year olds, but seven year olds? I mean, come on. Well, and the best part, too, Trev, just to add on to that, is like if you look at like the MTV ads or commercials between like episodes it's like pregnancy tests and like hiv and erectile dysfunction and then in the show puss in boots like it's just like how can you have more opposite people you're trying to go after and one thing just, that the chat well one thing the chat mentioned too about puss in boots versus top gun maverick top gun maverick was a sequel of an all-time movie it was an absolute blockbuster of a movie for this year Puss in Boots is a spinoff of Shrek, and this is the third movie of it. I mean, somebody's just scraping the barrel to put this on the channel. Okay. Well, let's give Puss in Boots some goddamn respect, because I think Shrek is a better movie than Top Gun. Watch it. Better soundtrack. <laughs> Shrek 2. Don't sleep on Shrek 2. Don't sleep on Shrek 2. Don't sleep on Top Gun too. God, no, Top Gun and Top. The problem with Top Gun Maverick and Top Gun, they're the exact same movie. 
<laughs> exactly, and it's awesome. God, it's all awesome. Jafar. God, literally scene by scene, it's like the exact same movie. It's a good movie. Don't get me wrong. Same movie. All right, let's get back on the tracks. The challenge itself, pretty easy. You got what? Is there five people on each team or four? Like four males, four females. Um, so basically, it's just head to head. It's a straight up who can, you know, kind of king of the hill esque, uh, who can push each other off. Uh, so, you know, looking at it, you know, I'll say, was it pink and yellow were the two teams? Yeah, I think so. So the pink team being Fezzies and then Mariah's being yellow. I mean, Andy, as our STP bet person, uh, what what would you set those odds are But for the winning team tonight? Uh, pink probably minus 5,000? I was thinking like a realistic minus 450. I that, mean, that's all? Mm. Minus 450 is a, almost a guarantee in the sports book. Yeah. And that's exactly what happened here. Yeah. So some of the matchups we had tonight – we had Nelly beating Devin. We had Chauncey over Jordan. Uh, we had Fezzi over Kenny. Uh, then we had Fezzi over uh, Horacio. Uh, we had, what else? Casey over Mariah. And then Olivia over Nani. And then we'll, we'll, we'll get into the whole Nani thing. Uh, Tori over Amber and, and Anissa over Norris. Any of those that kind of stuck out to you guys the most? Um you know, if we're looking at, let's say, Horacio over Bananas, uh, Andy, I'm, like I said, odds guy, like I, I think Bananas would be probably a minus 200, minus 150 favorite in that matchup. Yeah, I think you got to be right in that range. You got to give him the favorite, but not by a whole lot because mm -hmm. Horacio is very physical. He's probably 15 years younger than Bananas. So in a challenge like this, he had a good shot and he took advantage of it. Absolutely. Alex, any of these matchups surprise you? Um, I mean, Bananas and Horacio definitely probably surprised me the most. I also thought it was classic challenge uh, how they did the whole thing with, like, lives remaining. And they, like, subtracted. And basically, if you survived, you got to stay on and then go again if it, if it held like that. So stupid. Just, like, do four matchups. Do... Whoever gets best of four, if there's a tie, like you explained anyway, do sudden death. And the format that they did was more or less that based on how it played out, but just classic producers doing you know more than they needed to. And then the last matchup of the day, I think, was Anissa and Norris. And I wanted to get your, your thoughts on that one because if I'm Norris in that situation, I know that I'm not – pushing Anissa off the platform while I'm still standing there. I think there's a chance that I can maybe knock us both into the water. And so what I'm thinking if I'm Norris is I'm just using all of my, my momentum weight force to just knock us both off. And then once we're both in the air, Anissa's gravity is going to go to the water first. So that was kind of just a strategy thing that I don't think Norris is really thinking about, but the girls, I feel like we're more, boring than the guys were the guys were like each matchup was semi-close the girls i mean anisa was gonna win amber and and tori were like doing the sword puss and boots thing so i don't know <laughs> um i agree alex i think um didn't that happen in dirty 30 when 
two people fell in at the same time. It was a very similar. It was like a rotating circle or something like that. Yeah, that was that was Darrell. That was Tony beating Darrell. Yeah. Yeah, it's Tony beating Darrell. Classic mix-up. And that uh, was kind of how like Nelson beat Devin tonight because they both went into the water, but it was just Nelson kind of had got fell off the thing last, so Devin's toe probably touched the water first. Do you think they did? I just I'm picturing that scene or whatever. Um, I'm sure production hates when that happens, though, because then they're just like, all right, we got to bring down the thing and get Nelly back up on the, the platform. And, you know, I'm, I'm sure it's not an easy process by any means to do. <laughs> but classics, very dark. Uh King Cash, welcome to the chat. Uh, why didn't we get Tori versus Norris? That's a great question. That is honestly mm. a great question. Production missed the ball on that one. That would have been fireworks, I'm sure you would have had a classic like Jordan kind of like biting his hands, like oh, this, this is going to be a little interesting kind of thing. Uh, in a Tory versus Norris matchup, I would have to say Tory's the favorite in that, but. Oh, uh, she would, and she would also be out for blood. Like oh. she would, she would probably like want to rip her in half while she's still on the platform and then throw her off. But I thought the same thing too. Like when, when you could see the, the teams on each side, I was like, please just give us this. This is what everybody wants. But honestly, if, if that matchup happened and I'm Tori, do you just kind of, I don't want to say play it dirty, but do you kind of just like angle tackle her off and just see what happens? Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> see. The other, the other thing with the challenge that I don't think we touched on yet is uh, Nani's fall to the water. What did you guys think of that? I think she was – it, it was against Olivia, so it wasn't a surprise that she'd lost. Uh, but it seemed like a pretty hard hit. And then they did the classic, you know, cut to commercial. They show her lint body in the water. And then, you know, they, they pull up the ambulance. And she's, I think, more just like in shock than anything. Uh, you know, falling that hard. Probably hurt a lot. Not Get the wind knocked out of you. Juice cold. They shut the door, take her away. And then she's back home the next day. I do have to laugh at production for scenes that this happens. If it's like that, Siobhan, uh, I mean, they just give zero. <laughs> These people are like dead. Like, I mean, they, like, like you said, Nani was just limp and they're just like, eh, let's get a few more shots. Maybe an ambulance shot too. Like, I mean, she's on a freaking stretcher. Like there's no sympathy for her. Like I kind of felt bad. The, pr- the producers this season, you know, as they're going episode to episode, as they're planning episode 11 in the challenge, you know, they're probably like, okay, let's do trivia. We haven't done that in a couple years. Yes, Tommy, we're locking it in. Let's do trivia. And then it's like, all right, you know, where should we do trivia? Should we put it up above water? And then, you know, one of the interns chimes in like, hey, maybe let's not do it above water. We just had Nani take that bad fall, you know, just last week. She, you know, she got taken to the fucking hospital because of it. Maybe let's just do it on a beach or something. Nobody has to you know, get suspended and then the intern gets fired and they say, you know, ship them all up to the platform. Let's hang them above water again. It's just like people have all like, you know, the busted implant Leroy had like, I feel like broke his spine almost in that fall. And it's just like, just fucking do the same challenge up above water. We want to see the fall. We want to do the slow-mo cut to commercial. So fuck well, anybody you, that says otherwise. Do you remember the trivia when they were on the platforms like this above water and it would launch them over and like every single person who got it wrong would get destroyed. I mean, literally everyone got hurt and it was almost just like, 
All right, I can't wait to see who gets a question wrong just to watch them fling off this platform into the water, not like a like a controlled fall, just barrel rolling into the water. Honestly, I think like like those would be kind of fun to try. Like one time, it's just like constantly. I mean, I don't know. These people are just in a different league. They're just out of control. So, all right. Anything else from today's? I like the daily though. I, I liked it. Um, you know, thank God we didn't have a puzzle tonight. Like, can't beat that. So uh, it was solid. Yeah. So we go back to the house. Uh, or I guess we find out what happens now is the winning team basically is going to vote in one guy only from the winning team. So now we, we learn for the first time that it's going away from the boy girl uh, pairings completely as we think. And uh, it's a, it's going to be a guy's elimination and then a girl's elimination uh, per day. So we're at the guys week, um, you know, winning team comes back uh, and they got to choose one guy. Um, so Basically, what we have to do is if you're in the scenario, who are you throwing in from the losing team? So you got, who is it? You got Kenny, you got Horacio, you got Jordan, and you got Devin. Those are your four. I'm throwing in, I, I think they played it well tonight. I There's no point of throwing Jordan in tonight because Jordan wins that challenge, I think. Fair? Wrong? Oh, yeah. I, think, I mean, you remember that one sledgehammer one? I don't remember who he went up against, but in that elimination where it required literally holding a sledgehammer and with one hand, Jordan still won. It was him and Sarah. Yeah. But, I, I mean. Well, he, he used to do that stuff on his Zach. It was against Zach. Yeah. yeah that's the thing. That. Like, I think this would have been made for him, even though, like, the punching the first one, he's literally got, like, one hand. But I think you're right. Like, the thing is you can't throw in Kenny. You just can't. And, like, from the losing team's perspective, you know you're, like, whoever gets safe, whether it be realistically Devin, Jordan, or Horacio, again, regardless of who gets voted in, they're saving the strongest guys. So that way, like, they just want to make sure Kenny gets thrown in because I think Kenny is losing to anyone in this, even Devin. And that's where, like, and now that I'm thinking about that, maybe their best pick would be to throw in Devin. Because you know that whoever pulls the safe card is going to throw Kenny into the elimination. So if you're on the winning team, you got to think, okay, well, who do we think Kenny has the best chance of beating? I think you got to throw in Devin and just hope for the best because there's no way in hell Kenny is beating Jordan or Horacio. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I, I, I always like this part of the season when it's like, the political decisions are so under a microscope because the numbers are just this little. And so with only four guys, I think the kind of collective census in the, in the winner's room was basically Kenny is the worst of the four. Jordan mm -hmm. is the best of the four. And then depending on what attributes you want to look at for Devin versus Horacio, either one of them could be two or three. And I think bananas was kind of the one that sparked the idea of the winning team about basically Keep it simple. Kenny is their worst player. We all know that. We all are joking about that. We want him on their team as long as possible. Um, and Jordan is just, you know, the best. He's not going to lose. He can come back against us. And so I feel like they were all just kind of circling. I feel like the one of the four that was 
the least in consideration was probably Devin. Um, but I mean, they all, they talk about all four names at one point and then it just kind of, uh, jumping around a little bit. I think they kind of settled on, we don't want to go Kenny cause we want to keep him on even though they didn't obviously. And then Horacio was just the rookie option that everybody kind of went with. And I, you brought up real quick, the whole Horacio, Devin, wherever you want to rank them. Honestly, after seeing the season, the way it's played out, I think I'm putting Horacio over Devin for sure. For sure. For sure. Right? Like, it might For like, sure. That's not, that's not crazy, right? For sure. Alex? For sure. Oh, my God. All right. So, Can like, go to the club. So, yeah, we're going to the club, and we have Tori kind of pleading her case to Jordan, which I don't know why she kind of did. It kind of surprised me because. Like, I, I felt like we kind of knew Jordan wasn't going in at that point. Right? I don't know. I mean, we Ooh. we did see a Tory and Fuzzy conversation where she was coming up with this plan that Fuzzy, as team captain, wasn't fully on board with. He was like, oh, well, you know what? They're going to win next week, and then they're going to throw me in, and I'm going to think, what the hell? But obviously – that didn't end up happening. But even like, as we saw during the elimination, I don't think that team knew what the hell they were doing in terms mm-hmm. of the vote. So I think Jordan was probably an option, but I don't think you could say, or I don't think their team could say, even going into the vote, that they knew what was going to happen. That's fair. Alex, anything on that? I'm good. God, it's almost like you're watching like a basketball game or something right now. So moving forward, we had and the elimination. We have, you know, Teej calling them out. All right, team, who you voting in? Blah blah blah. And Fessy's like a deer in the headlights. He's like, what are we doing? What are we doing? Like I was like, dude, I thought you were this big bad wolf making all these decisions and stuff. And he kind of, I don't know, rounded up the troops real quick. And you can kind of see how the team, especially this episode with Chauncey, Nelly, and um, Olivia, really have no say in this team. They really don't. Um, no. You know, whatever they, whatever Fezzi and his uh, group wants to do, that's what they're going to do. And that's why I'm curious of how this game is going to play out. If that team loses – where are we where are we gonna go with that team um i mean it, i'm thinking like is fezzy going to save nelly i don't think so no no fezzy does whatever fezzy wants yeah, yeah. So, fuzzy's all about himself so, did it did it kind of piss you guys off that when they when tj says fezzy what's your vote and then he turns to the rest of the team I feel like in the past, TJ has stopped yes. that before. Yes, like, I agree. He said, like, no, give me, like, you know, you're done. Like, give me an answer. I need one right now. And basically would stop the, you know, on-the-spot team deliberation. That pissed I think, me off because they went I think, at it like as an Oh, my God. Stop. Is that Weston? Unbelievable. <laughs> Unbelievable. Honestly, that brings back to the point that Andy brought up last year 
is Tej becoming soft? Oh, 100%. He's what? he's so soft these days. I still love him. He's still the GOAT, but he's getting soft on quitters. He's allowing this kind of stuff to happen. You hit the nail on the head. Back in the day, he used to say, no, don't talk to them. I need your vote. Because it was very clear this is an individual vote. And back in the day, he used to rip people who would try to, like, say, like, they had a, like, I don't know how long. They had at least, like, 12 hours to figure this out. If you can't figure this out before the elimination happens, you just have to go. And, or you and, should go in. <laughs> the famous Zach and Amanda. And, and who knows? If, if, if TJ says that to him and he can't talk to his fucking, you know, cronies on his team, maybe he can't think of an answer and just throws out Devin. And then the next person mm-hmm. can't just ride the Horatio wave and they say Devin. And then the next, you know, person says Kenny. And then, like, all the numbers are just off. And so it was just annoying the fact that TJ allowed that to happen. I thought this was TJ's game. He's taken a lot of possession over, you know, the, the final and the challenges these past few seasons. So how can you let that happen? I, I didn't think about that once watching this episode, but you're spot on. Interesting. The inmates are running the asylum. God. <laughs> so, like we said, Fezzi's nervous. Eventually, the team kind of all looks at each other. They get Horacio. No big deal. Um and then we get to the draw and you have three people uh first person to go is devin and looky here he literally pulls the safe card one two three so he pulls the safe card and he has to choose between jordan and kenny and he chooses to save jordan no surprise there uh don't know what that whole speech was all about um i mean it was pretty obvious uh so we have the elimination horacio versus kenny uh or horcrux to some people um and basically it is a it's basically let's just level one level two level three level four of knocking something down and you're using tools or whatever i'm almost curious i forget which stage if it was if there was a total of four if it was the third one i think it was the wood one where it was like a mini hammer almost i felt like you could have just ran through that i bet you had to use whatever they gave you i could see them black flagging that could, uh, could you imagine? And it, it was the one after, I think it was the third one. So you're hitting the drywall first, and then it was the locks. Right after the locks, if you just open the door and just, you know, just like <laughs> like a diving header through it and just go right through it, and then you got the last bolt. Like, that would have been badass. I'm just, I'm just throwing that out there. Uh, but w- what did you guys think of the elimination? Kind of the stages, using the tools, knocking stuff down, uh, doing that. I, I liked it. I didn't. I didn't love it. Um, I feel like it was kind of a variation of a few different things we've seen in the past. Um, I mean, it gave Kenny a shot. Like, I guess you know, because Horacio had the big, you know, of course he's fucking carpenter back home. But it gave Kenny a shot. It wasn't necessarily all speed or all strength or anything. And so he could have done something. But it reminded me of the one. I think it was night r.i.p in rivals 2 who was struggling on one of like the chain links and like couldn't pop and he ends up like jumping on it trying to just like bust through and of course it's not gonna go um but i mean overall it was it was just average it wasn't great but i like that it was an even playing field for them andy anything i liked it too but the one thing that i was just kind of missing and trev i know like 
you're a big fan of this, but we didn't get any puzzles today at all on the daily and the elimination. So I don't know if they're just listening to stir the pod, which wouldn't surprise me that they're just going overkill at this point. But I thought it was a good elimination. It was fun. It was exciting. It seemed like Kenny did have a chance pretty much throughout this, but Horacio should have won and did win. So it was it was entertaining. Yeah, I, I it, it was one of those challenges. It, it was solid. No puzzles, like Andy said, and you, you can't beat that. So no puzzles is a happy trap. So elimination ends. Horacio picks up the dove. Um, Horacio picks up the dove, and Kenny goes home. So Kenny going home. Do we want to see Kenny back ever again, or what are our thoughts? Well, we might we might see him back. I know I I, I was getting there, but as a player who's still actively in the game, I guess he technically is. But do we want to see Kenny back next season? I mean, I I I would love to see Kenny back. I mean, he hasn't been on since that whole incident with Tanya, but it's been long enough. I would love to see Kenny back, but. I don't understand what the whole – I don't understand what's going on. I don't know why he hasn't been. He's still in great shape. He's still Mr. Beautiful. I still think he'd probably come on and win a challenge. So, I would love to see Kenny back on. Let me go. Casey's, Casey's Kenny, Alex. I mean, it's got to be the best Kenny we've ever seen before, right? Yeah, So, I, I think we should definitely bring him back. Watch right? it. <laughs> well, let me go the other route with you on the elimination result with Horacio going 4 0. He's 4 0. He was already probably the clubhouse favorite for rookie of the year. He just extended his, his lead tonight. I was going to, I think the answer to the question who was the last rookie to win four eliminations in a season? Has it I ever think, been done? I, I think it was actually last season with Emmy. I'm an alien? I think, oh, come on. I think, I think Emmy won four, but I don't think it's been done a, a whole lot of times. I think three is kind of the magic number, and then four is there's a big drop-off. Um, I know Wes and Casey both had, like, five – their rookie season, they started out, like, 5-0, and oh, uh, and then obviously never lost that season. I think they – yeah, they went 5-0 and oh total. Uh, Emmy won four last season. I feel like there's only maybe a couple other rookies that have won that many before. And I think he's going to fucking get a chance to go for number five. I mean, he's clearly bottom of the totem pole, the easy target for a lot of people. So just a very impressive season by that guy. Yeah, and if they lose on a guy's day, I mean, there's only one person being saved now, which is insane to think about. Yeah. What do you mean maybe? I don't know if they'd still do the draw or if they'd change it up. What do you think they're going to do? Rock, paper, scissors? <laughs> Some sort of vote? The team itself? God, I'd, I'd like that. It'd be very interesante. Uh, so everybody leaves. We think the episode's over. We're like, all right, buckle up. Let's do a podcast. And Tej is just they're doing the classic him like overlooking the elimination site just you know what 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 is teach plotting kind of ask and then kenny comes out of nowhere and we got a good old-fashioned redemption house basically so it seems like the format is pretty easy 
that if Casey were to go home next, they're officially eliminated. As long as Casey's still in the game, Kenny is still in the game. So how do we feel about that? Uh, I know we hinted at it earlier. I'm, I'm very, I don't know, Maso Menos. I think it all depends on what they do with it. I do like the idea of you kind of have a second life. You don't have all nine lives like Puss in Boots, but you do have two. But it's it like for me, it all depends on how they actually how it actually pans out. Like what's gonna like I still don't know what's gonna happen. Like if if Casey goes home, it seems like they both go home. But like, what happens if Casey makes the finale? Does Kenny then just make the finale? Like. I think there's just too many question marks for me right now to know if I like it or don't, but I do think it's a nice wrinkle. It did take me off guard and <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm excited to see what happens. Oh, uh, Alex, anything? I, I mean, I just got to say, I'm, I'm all in on this twist and I don't know if I, I don't know if I should be, but I am. Um, I think we're just in fucking prime challenge producers figuring it out one week at a time because like if it's a girls elimination next week and casey goes home the twist the redemption house is going to be empty for another you know week or so and so it's i don't like i don't think they even had an idea at this time about how they're going to reincorporate it back into the season i think like are in, in like i don't think it's a redemption house in the forms that we've seen it before because i think like you said it the way they said it is it's going to be kind of their own. They're just doing nothing. Kate Kinney is doing nothing. The game is going to go like it's normally going to go. And then if ever Casey loses, then they're both done. So I'll be interested to see if we ever get a situation where there's two guys in the redemption house and both of their female partners are going into elimination. And so that they know that if they lose, they're both out. But like the girls who are going into elimination don't even know that there's a second life out there. Um, so, I mean, there's just a lot of variables to it, but I think I'm just in for the fact that it's, I think, something that we haven't seen before. That's fair. Uh, do you think, you know, we, we've, we've seen 10 episodes of Kenny so far. Do we think we'll see more of him in the Redemption House than the normal house in one episode next week than all 10 episodes combined? No, I think Kenny's... Kenny's kind of the perfect one to be the first one in the redemption house where they almost just keep it a secret, like from us. Like, do you remember when they did the secret redemption house where they just didn't even show it? Like we now know that there is one, but I could see them just never showing him until Casey like gets thrown in or like has to either get eliminated or wins an elimination or it actually comes into play. I could easily see them just being like, all right, Kenny's in here. Thank God we don't have to do anything. Do you think they've even like have the redemption house yet, or they're just gonna throw him in a hotel? And once they get another elimination, they'll they'll bring in the house. Yeah, well, yeah, that that thought crossed my mind too. Of you know, was this redemption house even in there in the cards from the start, or did somebody forget to book a plane ticket back for Kenny? And they're like, this guy's still hanging here. He can't leave. You know, let's start up a redemption house. We can't have them do any challenges because we don't have the budget for that. So let's just say that whenever their ride or die goes home, that's when they go home. I'm just picturing, like, this is bad. 
but like the MTV crew, like building a house or building these sets, you know, like the family guy, the Lincoln walks. You know what I'm talking about, Alex? The Lincoln logs. Remind it. God, never mind. We'll, we'll, we'll talk after. As it, one more quick question as it relates to Kenny and just the fact that he never talks and never says anything. One question that I came by tonight was we, we saw tonight that he has a wife and a, and a kid. And instantly my mind went to Corey and his kids that he talks about all the time. Wait, Corey so, has a kid? The last season that Corey was on, whatever that was, and he was just mentioning it every single time, has are there more Corey mentions of his kids than Kenny sentences ever? Gotta be. Oh, they yeah. Both have, they both have kids, so they're on the same level. So, like, Kenny could be talking about his kids every chance he gets, but Corey is talking about his kids more often than Kenny is even opening his mouth. Absolutely. Absolutely. 100%. Hundred percent, no question. <laughs> Silencio. <laughs> all right. What a good question. All right, all right. Anything else from tonight's episode, or should we go into some segments? I think let's do some segments. I think I think we're in a good spot. Yeah, let's do some segments. I think we should do some segments. All right, what's our first segment tonight? I'm thinking it's uh, this day in challenge history. Yeah, we got this day in challenge history. It's going to be a quick trivia question. Uh, on this day in challenge history, again, if you guys know the answer in the chat, put it in there. Correct, first correct answer gets uh, five brownie points tonight. Uh, this day in challenge history on The Duel. It was episode 11. Brad won an elimination. And who did he beat? What was the, what was the question? Who did Brad beat in in the duel? Yes. Um. I would say CT. CT is probably the best wrong guess because he did beat CT that season, uh, but it was not this episode. Mm. Uh, Brad beat, Brad beat somebody else a few episodes before. Brad winning is tough. He was. It was uh, Nehemiah in a pole wrestle. He didn't beat Wes. I'm going no. no, no, nobody said it yet. There it is. Big Easy. He beat Big Easy in a pole wrestle, and I, if I remember correctly, I think how it went was basically TJ was blowing the horn as they're both grabbing the pole, and Big Easy would just roll over on it and then literally not move because he was that just you know like a, like a walrus and just lay on top of it, and then there was nothing Brad could do, but Brad wasn't letting go. And so TJ would say, you know, you got to move and count down, blow the horn, reset, reset, reset. And then I think every single time that they reset, Big Easy was just running out of steam. And so eventually Brad was able to win just almost by default. I mean, 
pole wrestle is one of those where like weight does carry a lot, but endurance is also huge. So you kind of, you have to have a good mix of both. And I mean, easy was probably done in like 15 seconds. But in, in all seriousness, why, why, why is that a disqualification? That's just strategy. Right? If you're big easy, I would just I would just do kind of like, you know, if I was if I was smelling smoke in my apartment or house, I would stop, drop, and roll. Why would you not just do that? All right. Let's let's go on to the next segment. What do we got? Do we have anything else where we straight in the no, MVP? we got MVP LVP? MVP LVP tonight. Uh, you guys know what to do. First one to respond to us in the comments will be our MVP LVP. God. I think I do think Alex brought up a good point. I love where the challenge is at right now. Granted, I think Ryan McCord in the chat said buckle up. We're in for another six months. It's going to go on for a while with the Redemption House, but – I, I like where we're at. I do. Would you say this is the best spot we've been at in episode 10 in, like, how many seasons? Probably, like, four or five at least. At least? Yeah, I feel like, especially nowadays, because we always talk about the midseason, like, lull. And back in the day, that used to be, you know, episode six, seven, eight. But nowadays, that's, like, episode 10, 11, 12, because they go on for – half a year but i think episode 10 wise like they kind of recharged the batteries got everyone like excited to see what's next so i think this is a great kind of mid-season like let's go let's start things back up again and trivia is next i'm all in all right so we got the order tonight it is alex andy and trev so alex ropa give us away I'm going to go my MVP tonight for Horacio. He got the win, the rookie, rookie of the year candidate, 4-0 in elimination. Um, and, you know, he's he just kind of made me smirk all episode. He's just so – such a cool guy. You know, just not getting, you know, butt hurt. You would see oftentimes rookies and veterans getting mad that they got voted in by eight people up in the stands. And he just kind of took it in stride even when – uh, I feel like TJ said some smirky things and, you know, Horacio was like, should I leave? Cause like beat his ass so bad. And he just had a good night in my opinion. Um, and just went four and So I'm going MVP Horacio. That's a great pick. Horacio's a beast and you're right. He's got a good like, um, mentality about what's going on in the game right now. He's enjoyable to watch. Like he doesn't cause a lot of drama, but he's not unentertaining, if that makes sense. And he's got four elimination wins under his belt. So I love that pick. Great pick. So, Andy, who's your MVP tonight? I didn't think there was a chance in hell this pick was going to fall to me. I thought this was a clear 1-1. But my MVP for tonight's going to be Puss in Boots. I mean, <laughs> like, he, he is an animated cat who is a secondary character on Shrek, and he stole the show. He stole the show tonight. 
They talked about him. I think there's – I would guarantee that Puss in Boots has had more airtime this season than Kenny. Definitely more Definitely more than Nam. Nam was not. Probably both of them combined in their entire challenge careers, and it's an animated cat who is on a spinoff of another animated movie from decades ago. So that was just an absolute no-brainer for me. So Puss in Boots is my MVP, hands down. Great pick. Um, Can you guys hear me? Yeah, we can barely see you. I'm, I'm like watching here for a see. Uh, tonight is going to be the chat. I think that's tonight. Um, been killing it. Can you hear me? Yep. Oh, well, we lost it. <laughs> now we can't. What was it? Maybe there he is. Can you hear me now? Yep. Yeah, we can. We can hear you the whole time. Oh, okay. On my screen, I was glitching out of control. Andy were Andy was gone. Alex was gone. Uh, sorry about that. Uh, I don't even know. Are we? We're, I think we're still recording. All right. So my MVP tonight is the chat. I think the chat has been in the redemption house the past five weeks. Uh, it's been quiet. It's been slow. Uh, but tonight, you guys really showed up, and you know this is why we do it. Um, you know, I Mikey the doctor, Ryan McCord. Uh, Dabu was in the chat. Haven't seen them in a while. Uh, I'm trying to think of who else. I mean, we saw some new faces tonight as well. Um, I mean, it's just King Cash. King Cash. Yeah, King Cash. Very cash money. Uh, you know, this is why we do it. We do it for you guys. We love when you guys interact with us. Uh, I love when you guys use a bunch of our phrases and stuff like that. Um, so I appreciate you guys, and it's always a it's always a rewarding thing to see. So. My LVP tonight uh, is kind of what we talked about earlier tonight uh, about TJ, but TJ is not my LVP. It's 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 about TJ being soft, and I feel like STP has gotten a little soft recently uh, about quitters, and I think we have one ultimate quitter that refused to show or in the chat even this entire. Feels like so. My plan tonight is Agnido because he is just bringing no respect anymore. The end. Yeah, you know, Trev. I don't really think we could really hear you, but if I heard you correct, your pick was Adamidos for multiple reasons. As a quitter, not joining us on the stream not even in the live chat. So I think I pretty much touched on all the bases that I think we heard. God, so God, that's exactly what I said. Okay, just making sure. God, LVP, bailing on, on us. What else is new? The guy who thinks, and I think we, we should have an audition for a new SCP man. I, mean, I think we should talk about, I mean, how Jack's so bad, you can barely hear me. So maybe we should have somebody else in. So... My LVP tonight is Adios. All right, good good pick, I think. Um, so I'll go next. Um, 
honestly, for me, it was kind of tough for LVPs. Um, so I always kind of go back to my some of my just default picks, but I do think there's some weight to be carried for this person. Um, I'm going to give my LVP to Fuzzy. I mean, the guy just – I don't understand how he can talk about how he wants to be this two- to three-time winner. He's never won, but he wants to get to that level. And he chooses to go against Kenny in the daily. Like, are you serious? Are you really willing to, like – he is the biggest, strongest guy on their team – and he's actively choosing to go against the smallest, weakest guy on the opponent's team. I mean, it is team fuzzy, not in a sense of he is the team captain, even though in this episode we clearly saw that he thinks he is the team captain. Oh, no, no. It's team fuzzy because fuzzy is the only person that fuzzy cares about. And he wanted to go against Casey or Kenny, Casey's brother, Kenny, so he could literally just breathe on him and have him fall off the edge. That's what we saw today. He's a coward. He's a puss in boots. And he's never going to get to any level of what he thinks he can get to in this show if he keeps that up. That's, I mean, I think that's probably the pick for the episode. That's where I was going to. Uh, Just from the start of him, you know, hosting the team meeting with fucking oven mitts on to – the challenge that, yeah, he wins, but it's literally a thing where he's bigger and taller than everybody there. So he can just push somebody, anybody down to the ground. And, of course, he was, you know, oh, this this kitty guy, like, I'm sorry, buddy. Like, you're going, you know, I think Horacio, you know, has his head blown up because he beat Bananas. But I'm not Bananas. Like, shut the – yeah, you're not Bananas because Bananas has won seven fucking challenges. You've won nothing. Um, so that – just – a. Uh, and then the elimination, just a lot of reasons for him to be LVP. So that's a good pick. Uh, that was definitely my number one. And I think my number two was was Adam Meadows, which I think is what Trev did. Um, so my pick for LVP, I guess I'm almost going to have to default to just going with Kenny. And I think, you know, by definition, Kenny is the least valuable player in the game for probably the past eight episodes just because he's done nothing and tonight he was the loser he was the only one that got sent home slash almost sent home whatever you want to say um and i think it's more the fact that kenny probably just wants to get the fuck out of it he wants to get home he doesn't want to be in this world anymore and he already got sent home uh episode one people forget that with covid or whatever and got so this is now like kenny's basically third shot at the show and i think he's just itching to get back to his very normal boring life and and so it's not really a knock on him because i do think he's i mean like i said he's normal he's got a a good head on his shoulders he's kind of smirky in a couple ways but just very not valuable to the show to the episode so i'm going lp king i think that's a great pick and i think aside from the fact that he got eliminated and it looked like he got beat pretty easily he got absolutely dusted in the daily I mean, Fuzzy literally touched him, and he fell off. It was it was an embarrassing episode for Kenny. Good pick, Trev. You back? I'm back. I, I I could hear you guys both fine, but I could see on my screen I had like a red bar. Um, 
not sure if you guys heard me, but my MVP was Adam Meadows <laughs> for a numerous number of reasons. Uh, but maybe it was good that it, it muted me and you, you didn't hear half of it. Uh, I just had to let some stuff out. So sounds good. Any anything else from tonight's episode? Or are we good to wrap this up? No, one last thing the chat's asking about what Kenny does for his real job. And the first suggestion was dental hygienist. I would say like dental hygienist assistant. Like he just screams somebody mm -hmm. who is in the background of whatever the hell he does, because that just seems to be his MO. Maybe some sort of assistant, maybe even a secretary. I mean, that's what I would go with. I was thinking more, is he married? Yes. Oh, with the kid. <laughs> I'm thinking almost he's the type of guy that kind of moves out of like a hot town, maybe like an Austin or like a Columbus, Ohio, and moves to kind of the suburbs for no reason when his main job's downtown. Kind of maybe like an IT for like a, a big pharmacy company. Um, I think that's kind of where he's at, right? Moves to a neighborhood that. but doesn't want kids. Maybe he's gets a dog. A or a cat. He's got a kid. God, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> Where have you been? All right. On that uh, note, I, I I think we're in a good spot. I'm I'm actually excited for next week, which I haven't been able to say in a while. True. All right. Well, thank you guys for listening to a brand new Stir the Pod podcast. Trevor, you can follow us on Twitter at Stir the Pod. You can follow us on Instagram at. Sir underscore the underscore pod. Thank you guys. Love you guys. Love you guys. God. Sam, I think we're still going.